This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Elise. Join us every Friday night as we dive into the latest news and headlines surrounding your Dallas Mavericks. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Welcome to the Mavs Court Report. I'm your host, Larry Elise. And on today's episode, the debut episode of your Mavs Court Report, your source for all things Dallas Mavericks news, we're going to dive into the latest headlines surrounding the team. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Game Time, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best place to find Mavericks tits, you're going to check out Game Time. Use the link in our description and help support the channel. And now on to our first topic. Why do the Mavericks not get the respect they deserve? The Dallas Mavericks reached the conference finals last season by beating the last two number one seeds in the West. Dallas had home court in the first round, but played half the series without Luka. He returned for a game four, and the Mavs made quick work at Utah before dominating the Suns over the final two games to reach the West Finals. The Golden State Warriors were waiting, and they just had too much firepower for the Mavs. It was a successful first season for head coach Jason Kidd and Dallas will look to build on it this year. Luka and the Mavericks were one of the last four teams standing, but they now feel like an afterthought. Yes, Jalen Brunson left to join the Knicks in free agency, but the front office still improved their roster. Dallas added front court depth, and Tim Hardaway Jr. will be back. So why do the Mavs not get the respect they deserve? The Mavs received a D from ESPN's Kevin Pelton in his offseason grades, which was the worst mark in the Western Conference. The Hoop Collective podcast named Dallas the biggest offseason losers, and they are projected to slip to two spots in ESPN's summer forecast. Yes, the Mavs lost, lost Chainlink Brunson, who was their second best player last season, but they've added Christian Wood and Javal McGee to solve their rebounding and rim protection woes. GM Nico Harrison is not afraid to make trades to improve the roster, and he will keep upgrading the team through the trade deadline. The Dallas Mavericks have arguably the best player in the NBA, and they were just in the conference finals. So why do they never get the credit as they deserve? Well, we're going to take a look at three reasons, three possible reasons. Number one, Dallas Mavericks are disrespected because of their surprise conference finals runs. The Mavs got off to a slow start last season, and they sat at 17 and 18 as the calendar flipped to 2022. Luka admittedly took much time off last summer, and it took the team time to find their footing in the first-year head coach Jason Kidd system. Dallas had the second-best record to close the regular season, but they were still being overlooked. 
Luka suffered a calf injury in the final game of the regular season, which made their first-round series against the Jazz look like a toss-up. The Mavs won in six games on the back of their defense as Luka missed just three contests. Going into round two, everybody picked the Suns. Nobody had Dallas reaching the conference finals, but they did. Most experts did not view the Mavs as one of the four best teams in the league last season, despite their strong close. So it is easy to dismiss them now. Nobody is using words like lucky and fluke, but the disrespect for the Mavs is making it seem like they feel that way. Every team in the league wants at least one thing Dallas has, and Luka just proved how special he is, especially in the postseason. So number two, the Mavs got disrespected because Luka is not viewed as a top five player. Luka has been first team All-NBA for three straight years, and he finished five, six, and fourth in MVP voting. He's consistently been one of the five best players for three straight years, and a 23-year-old just made his case for being the best. Of the top names, only Stephen Stephen Curry and Luka reached the conference finals last season, but yet Luka still does not get his due. The Athletic released their player tiers for next season, and number 77 ranked fifth or sixth in Tier 1B. He was not among the best of the best. Despite averaging over 31 points per game in the playoffs and leading his team to the conference finals, experts recognize Luka's greatness in the moment, but they are quick to put him on the back burner when discussing the league's best players. Curry, Giannis, Joe, uh, KD get the publicity as the top players, and each of their teams instantly gains that respect of being one of the best. Luka just has not reached that tier in the minds of the people discussing the league on these major platforms. It is a mistake and one that continues to get made. When will Luca get the respect he deserves? It will likely take an MVP award or a championship at this point. And finally, the Mavs get disrespected because they do not have a second star. The Mavs also get knocked in the national media for their roster behind Luca. Jalen Brunson was the team's second-best player in the run to the conference finals, and now he's gone with, with the Knicks after signing in free agency. There's about a 50% chance that the casual fan even knows who Dorian Finney-Smith or Maxi Kleber are because they were not hyped coming to the league, and their highlights do not reside on SportsCenter every night. The Mavericks do not have that second star that every team covets. Acquiring one immediately puts a team into title contention, and it garners respect league-wide. Dallas does not have that player, and they cannot acquire one until at least next summer. There are several reasons why the Mavericks get disrespected by both the media and fans, but it needs to stop. Luka just led them to the conference finals, and they deserve to be mentioned among the elite teams in the Western Conference. Give Golden State the props for winning their fourth title in eight years, but Dallas is on par with Memphis, Denver, Phoenix, and the Clippers for the second spot. We should be excited about the 2022-2023 season. Luke is already locked in, and he's ready to lead the Mavericks on a championship run. Can he he make it happen? Well, stay tuned. And of course, subscribe to this podcast on all major podcast platforms, and we will cover that run to a championship this season. And before we move on, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel. And now, our second topic. How can Dallas Mavericks avoid the KD situation with Luka? 
The Dallas Mavericks have a superstar in Luka, and he's about to start his five-year rookie max extension worth over $215 million. Getting his signature was a massive win for the team, but the landscape currently favors the players. Ben Simmons held out with four years and $146 million left on his contract last season before getting traded to Brooklyn. Now KD requested a trade with four years and $194 million left on his deal. Star players that won out get dealt, and often it is to the team of their choosing. The Nets have a difficult decision to make. Do they trade one of the best players in the world for the best offer they could find? Or should Brooklyn wait to see if he shows up for training camp? Durant loves to play, so could the Nets keep him by just refusing to trade him? The Mavs want to avoid a similar situation with Luka, so what can they do to keep him happy in Dallas? The Durant saga started from the moment he joined the Nets in 2019 with Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan. Brooklyn gave KD a say in the team's decision-making from day one, which was a big mistake. The Nets changed coaching coaches and hired Steve Nash because of his close relationship with Durant. Brooklyn has done everything KD asked, and the 34-year-old still wants out. These are three valuable lessons the Mavericks can learn from the current situation between KD and the Brooklyn Nets. So first up, the Dallas Mavericks can avoid the KD situation with Luka by eliminating his power. The Nets handed the keys to their franchise over to Durant and Kyrie Irving when the superstar duo decided to come to Brooklyn in free agency in 2019. They reached the playoffs in their first season with KD and Kyrie playing a combined 20 games, but things went off the rails from there. Durant pushed for Steve Nash to become the Nets head coach, and he wanted the team to trade for James Harden. GM Sean Marks and owner... Uh, apologies, I forgot, to say, forgot how to say the last name. Josiah hired Nash and traded a massive haul of draft picks to the Rockets for the Beard. KD, Kyrie, and Harden all dealt with injuries as they were knocked out in the second round of the playoffs by the eventual champion Bucks in 2021. Things went further off rails last, scene, last season excuse me, after Irving refused to get vaccinated. A local ordinance prevented him from playing in home games, so the Nets decision makers agreed he could not be a part-time player and they forced him to sit out completely. Harden got frustrated and wanted to be traded to the Sixers. Kyrie came back mid-season but the drama in Brooklyn never died down. The Mavericks consult Luka in their free agency decisions, but they must avoid giving him too much power. Luka does not want to run the team, which is a positive. The, stu- the superstar making the roster decisions does not work. Look at LeBron in LA pushing for the Russell Westbrook trade. Kevin Durant now says it is him or Marks and Nash, and the Nets owner sided against the player as he looks to regain control of his franchise. Number two, they can avoid the KD situation by prioritizing culture over talent. The Mavs shook things up when longtime GM Donnie Nelson and head coach Rick Carlisle departed the organization in 2021 after more than three decades of combined service. Dallas hired Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd, and the duo immediately began establishing a culture of chemistry and accountability. The Nets were building something prior to Kevin Durant's arrival. They had just made the playoffs with D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddle, and Jared Allen, forming a strong young core that was growing together. In came Durant, Kyrie, and Jordan, and things quickly changed. Yes, Brooklyn added more 
talent, but at the expense of their culture. He took the Nets from a fringe playoff team to a title contender on paper, but in reality, the Mavericks made it further last season than the Durant Nets have ever gone. Chemistry matters, and Dallas won last season by prioritizing it. Brooklyn has not had that in the KD era. The Dallas Mavericks want to add a second star to pair with Luka to become serious title contenders. But they must be careful. Having another superstar sounds great on paper, but without the chemistry and culture remaining in place, things can go off the rails very quickly. And finally, the Mavericks can avoid the KD situation by trusting the front office to build the roster. Current players do not make great general managers. They want to play with their friends, but that does not always result in fantastic on-court fits. DeAndre Jordan came to Brooklyn on a bloated contract to play with KD and Irving, and he lasted just two of the four years. KD wanted the Harden deal, and that move has put Brooklyn in a bind. The beard is in Philly, but all the net draft picks reside in Houston. Now Durant wants to be traded, but Brooklyn cannot go to the bottom because they do not have control of their picks. The Nets must try to stay competitive, but that hurts their chances of getting the top return for KD. The Dallas Mavericks have to let general manager Nico Harrison and his staff build the roster. Giving all the power to Luka or any superstar has not worked out well in recent history. Take input from the player, but ultimately do what the front office thinks is best for the team. Imagine the Lakers trading for Buddy last summer over having Russell Westbrook. Excuse me. The Mavs are in no danger of losing Luka, but they need to keep building their roster. Luka wants to win a championship, and he believes he can in Dallas. If the Mavericks prove otherwise, the 23-year-old superstar could ask for a trade. The Mavs have some time, but they must keep moving forward if they want to keep Luka. And next up, some exciting news for a former Mavericks player. Dirk Nowitzki is getting his number retired in Germany, which is definitely deserving. The Dallas Mavericks held a special night back in January when they retired the jersey of Dirk Nowitzki. It was a right to honor the team's GOAT, and owner Mark Cuban put on a show. He showed off the statue being built for Dirk and the tall baller from the G. Gave a fantastic address, thanking everyone that helped him in his Hall of Fame career. It was an emotional and unforgettable night for Nowitzki and the Mavs fans. There were laughs, tears, and a range of emotions that only added to the special event. Dirk is set to have a second jersey retired next month as the German national team announced they will retire his number 14 during the opening game of Eurobasket 2022 on September 1st. Germany faces France, who will feature Mavericks guard Frank... I'm not even going to try to say his last name. The German Basketball Federation has never retired a player's jersey in its 73-year history. Dirk helped his country win a bronze medal at the FIBA World Cup in 2002, and they brought home a silver medal at Eurobasket in 2005. The country's only other medal in a major tournament came in 93 when they won the Eurobasket. Nowitzki changed German basketball forever. He helped pave the way for the influx of European talent the NBA has seen in recent years. Dirk also changed the power forward position by stretching the floor and shooting three-pointers. He is an all-time great that is more than deserving of this latest honor. 
Dirk is serving as an ambassador for Eurobasket 2022, so he'll be on hand for multiple games. Maverick fans can bet that he will be looking forward to watching Luka in Slovenia as they try to defend their title. It will be a fun and exciting event that supporters will not want to miss. So be sure to tune in and enjoy. And now, five best players the Mavericks could still trade for. The Mavericks are still searching for upgrades. They have an open roster space, and Dallas needs another ball handler after Jalen Brunson departed in free agency. Luka will be the team's top playmaker, but Spencer Derwitty is the only other ball handler on the roster. The Mavs had their most success playing a second-point guard next to Luka last season and they must have another option. The NBA's trade market has been has been ground to a halt by Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell. Durant requested a trade just before free agency opened. The Jazz are looking for an incredible offer for Mitchell following their Rudy Gobert trade. Ancillary moves will come off those trades, but there's no pressing deadline to get those deals done. Multiple teams still have players they would like to move, but no team is in the business of selling low. They know that deadlines maximize returns, which is also slowing down the market. Multiple teams are trying to enter the race for Victor. Same in the 2023 NBA draft. So don't be surprised to see the Jazz and Pacers tear things down further before the regular season begins. Who could the Dallas Mavericks trade for before training camp? Well, here's some five most realistic fits given what Dallas can offer in a deal. Number five, Jay Crowder. Crowder may or may not be available. The Suns brought back DeAndre Ayton and in the biggest, the best regular season record in the league last season. They are primed to be title contenders, but Crowder's cryptic tweet raised eyebrows across the league. Is the veteran forward searching for a new home before training camp? Crowder started his NBA career in Dallas, and he played his first two and a half years for the Mavericks before being traded to the Celtics in the infamous Rajon Rondo deal. The Mavs would love to add another three and D wing. They relied heavily on Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock in the playoffs, and the duo wore down by the conference finals. Dallas needs another option to spell them, and adding someone with the size and strength to take on LeBron and Kawhi Leonard would be ideal. Crowder is a strong defender that can space the floor. He stands out in his role, and the 6'6 forward has plenty of postseason experience. Crowder has played in two NBA Finals, and he knows how to win. The Mavs would love to add another player that can play starters minutes in the postseason, and Jay Crowder has proven capable as his team reached the final in two of the last three seasons. So before we move on, um, as we go through this list, let us know in the comments section below if there's anybody that we missed that you believe the Mavericks should trade for. But at number four, Mike Conley. The Jazz already dealt Rudy Gobert, and they are currently exploring the trademark market for Donovan Mitchell. Utah added four draft picks in the Gobert trade, and they are focused on acquiring even more for Mitchell. 
If he gets moved, expect the Jazz to trade away all their veteran players and head into a total rebuild with a mountain of draft picks. Like we said, the Mavs desperately need another ball handler and playmaker after Brunson's departure. And Conley has two years left on his deal at $47 million. The market for the 34-year-old point guard could be narrow with Dallas looking to offload salary and sending out a draft pick to acquire the former All-Star. He would be a fantastic fit next to Luka on the offensive end of the floor. He can score the ball at all three levels, and the 6-1 guard is lethal from long range. There would be defensive questions, but Conley would improve their offense and give the Mavericks a needed dimension after Brunson decided to join the Knicks. The Jazz have multiple players that will likely be shipped out if Donovan Mitchell finds a new home. Utah would love to trade Mike Conley, and the Dallas Mavericks should be one of the teams that shows interest if and when he becomes available. And number three, Buddy Heald. The Mavs want to put shooters around Luka, and the 23-year-old superstar makes them better. He's the best shot creator in the league, with his teammates always getting open looks. Now imagine the results of Dallas adds an elite three-point shooter like Buddy. The 6'4 guard is a career 39.8% three-pointer marksman that can easily hit over 42% playing off Luka. The Mavs superstar gets into the paint and draws defenders. Leaving him open is always a mistake, so defenses would constantly be in a bind. He has two years and $39 million left on his contract, and the Lakers are rumored to be interested in acquiring the 29-year-old. The Pacers will be searching for picks if they deal him. Unless they are dumping a bad contract, no team is offering a first-round pick for Buddy. Would Indiana accept two second-round picks? The Mavericks would prefer to add a better perimeter defender, but Buddy could play his best basketball working off of Luka. Dallas would have plenty of offensive firepower, and the 6'4 guard has improved his playmaking enough to help the Mavs fill the void left by Brunson. Acquiring Buddy is a trade worth exploring. And number two... Patrick Beverly. He checks clearly every box that the Mavs are still searching for or searching to fill this offseason. Dallas reached the conference finals last season on the back of their defense. They held the Jazz to 100 or fewer points in four of the six contests in the first round before limiting the Suns to their three lowest scoring games of the season in round two. The Mavs need a bit more perimeter defense. And Beverly offers a unique brand that includes toughness and grit. He will guard full court and try any tactic to slow down a star player. The 6-1 guard is also the floor spacer and secondary creator Dallas needs. He's a career 37% three-point shooter that just averaged 4.6 assists per game last season. He is going to give his all on both ends of the floor, and he's a winner. The 34-year-old has reached the playoffs in 8 of his 10 NBA seasons on three different teams. The Timberwolves sent Patrick Beverly to the Utah Jazz in the Rudy Gobert deal to make the salaries work. And CEO Danny Ainge will look to flip the 6-1 guard for another draft pick before the start of training camp. Will the Mavericks swoop in? They should be looking to try to do just that when he hits the market. And number one, I'm going to call him Bojan Bognovic. He was arguably Utah's second-best player in the first-round playoff series against the Mavericks. The 6-7 forward was their second-leading scorer and best perimeter defender. 
but Dallas just had too much firepower after Luka returned from injury. He fits the Mavs 3D void as a career 39% three-pointer shooter with enough size to guard one through four. Adding the 33-year-old wing would allow the Mavs to have a switchable defense that could throw multiple looks at any postseason opponent. Bogey is capable of scoring 20 points per game, and he would give Dallas extra dimensions on offense too. The Jazz are likely to flip Bogey for a first-round pick after the deal away Donovan Mitchell. There figures to be plenty of interest in the 6-7 forward, but the Mavericks could win the bidding. Will they win? Will they want to give up a future first-round pick to land a talented role player? Everyone is expecting the Dallas Mavericks to make at least one more move before training camp begins. They only have 14 players under contract, and Nico Harrison continues to search the trade market for deals. How will they round out their roster? Stay tuned to find out. And that is all we have for this episode of the Mavs Court Report. Thank you so much for watching this debut episode. If you want to support the show, you can buy us coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Report. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade your equipment, bring in a co-host, be able to pay them. And as always, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, and subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms including good pods. And if you want to find us on social media, you can go search Mavs Court Report on Facebook and Twitter. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Lease. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and be sure to subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts from. Until next Friday, go Mavs!